We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helton. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Thursday, September 14th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fanball. With me today, like every Thursday, is my friend Tim Heaney. Now, Tim gave me some fantasy baseball tips before we started recording, so I need to thank him for that. <laughs> uh, he, he, since I've been doing all football, and I know he does, he, he's a more dedicated fantasy analyst than me. Uh, <laughs> I needed his I, help. I get less sleep than you do this time of year, so. Yeah, these, these two months. Um, in my, my previous life at Fox, I would do – August and September were the worst. I mean it's fun, September, but it's yep. busy. September still is the worst for sure. Yeah, because people go, oh, that, I mean, you know, you're doing football rankings and lineups and, and telling people you know, about that stuff and recording podcasts. And then so someone says, hey, who is starting for the Twins tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I'm not paying attention anymore. Go <laughs> to the to website. Yeah. Go to Rotowire's projected, projected starters listing. It's exactly. All right. <laughs> All right, um, so for this week, we're going to go through uh, most or all the games on the slate for week two. But first, so the Cardinals backfield, just to, to try to clarify things. So David Johnson, definitely out for a long time. So he's on IR, so he's out for at least, at least November. Probably longer, probably toward the end of the season. If you had to, basically, if, if you had to cut him, we wouldn't argue, right, Tim? You don't want to hold a spot in a shallow bench league. Yeah, shallow bench. It, it, you're gonna have to let someone else take up, take that on if it's like you know a, a thing where you don't have IR. The league where I have David Johnson luckily does have an IR spot, so 
got to camp them out there as long as I can, as long as I need the space. So, yeah, it's a tough situation, but you know, you kind of kind of have to move on with this this diagnosis. It's it's very um, bleak for 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 our purposes. All right. Um, so so what are you going to do with the card? The Cardinals play at the Colts. Um, the candidates, Kerwin Kurt Williams was a popular guy early this week. And uh, Andre Ellington seems like he's going to get in the mix. You know, the, the, your bids and pickups have been made for the week, folks. So, you know, you're probably done there. But what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, it's going to be very game flow dependent. Uh, you know, people don't realize that Ellen, Andre Ellington actually got more snaps than Kerwin Williams did uh, last week when everything went down. I mean, you know, s- sometimes situations like that, like when they're emergencies, they do kind of they don't dictate what the plan would be when everything's OK, when they actually know what they're assigning these guys. You know, the flow probably was with Williams because, you know, that. The, uh, the the Lions, which is a bit, a bit of a better matchup with him, and he was little, you know a little bit more involved in that in that you know down by the goal line or whatever. I think it with the five yard or one yard touchdown run. I think he was he was pretty close in there. So you know now you have Chris Johnson in that mix that complicates everything. You know Ellington and Williams are kind of similar in in body size and kind of skill and, and role like that. So I think it's a, you have to go Williams, Ellington, and Johnson, but it's very tenuous. I, I mean I I got William, I got I got like a piece of I got. All three of these guys in, in some fashion in, in some of my leagues. So it's very interesting to see how this turns out. You, you want to kind of have that appeal to it as like a fourth running back more than anything week to week. So, I mean, I think Williams has the most upside out of this group. But, you know, it, it's it's week to week to say how much he'll take advantage of that. All right. Um, everybody, we need to thank Fanball for sponsoring the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast. Check them out now, as always, fanball.com. Uh, social media, Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney and does a lot of great work at Rotowire and at Rotowire NFL on Twitter. Um, you find me at jhoppin 37 and check out our Facebook stuff. All right. We're just going to talk about all the games and and we're going to do it a little differently this week. We're just going to kind of chat and see what comes up. Um, Texans Bengals. Can we can we skip this? Is that the way to go on this one? <laughs> I, I want to. Um, you know, th- those offensive lines are horrendous. <laughs> Here's what I'm looking at in this game. I was, I was doing my rankings. I didn't late this week. I'm doing them this morning. Mm. And as shaky as we think, and Deshaun Watson is going to start, it looks like, for, mm-hmm. for the Texans. And last week, if I saw the stat right, he threw 23 passes and he threw 11 of them to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, now, big target. Big target load, yeah. Now, I know this is not necessarily a bunch of high-quality targets, but... If he's going to throw, I mean, the tight ends are all out. Houston's down to their fourth string tight end because literally all the, the, the first three got hurt. And, I mean, where else is he going to go? He, he's going <laughs> to throw to Hopkins basically every single chance he gets, especially if they're losing, which even better if you'd be like, I, I'm looking, if I had DeAndre Hopkins, I'm actually moderately excited about this game. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, a full game of Watson gives Hopkins a better chance for production and cashing out on those targets. He's he's, a, you know, he's at least got that wide receiver three floor now with uh, with Watson starting instead of Savage. And, you know, you saw the disasters that we saw in week one with that. But I don't know. Jalen Strong kind of intrigues me a little bit if he actually has a bit of a role in his first game back. Uh, you know, there's a nice little bit of red zone presence there, too. He's a, you know, a, I don't know if he's a huge receiver, but he's definitely, you know, big enough where he can kind of go up and get some balls thrown in the end zone. So that's a sneaky guy. I think you could pick up if you're in like a really deep league and you kind of see where it goes from there and don't start him, but see what happens, you know, with this first week back with Watson. But yeah, you're mostly right. You know, Steven Anderson, you know, Braxton Miller, you know, it, not, not, not all that exciting. Otherwise I think Bruce Ellington's even hurt. So that's, that even adds a little bit of 
a, a deeper layer of injuries to them. So yeah, Hopkins and, and good luck if you're trying to start somebody. Yeah, Evan Bayless is that four-string tight end for the Texans, by the way. There you go. They signed him up to the practice squad. Um, Bengals, I mean, I don't know what to, you know, Houston's defense a little weakened with Cushing out. Mm-hmm. Um, anything, uh, I don't know. I mean, the Bengals are fine. I, I would tend to think Eifert's going to get back in, in the mix a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have that fear that he, they might need him to block a bit more now that they're facing Watt and, and Merciless and Clowney and all those guys. I don't, I think it's 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 easy enough, but they want to get him involved. And, you know, I don't, is John Ross coming back this week? That would, you know, maybe change things a little bit there uh, uh, to some degree on targets. But I, I do think Cincinnati has this one because they just have the better skill players on offense. And, you know, the offensive lines being what it is, and even with facing Watt. You know, I think there's a little bit more of an adjustment they can make with that, especially with the backfield weapons they've kind of collected, uh, you know, with, with Joe Mixon in the fold now. All right. Sounds like uh, one of the beat writers said John Ross is a long shot to play. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. Backfield. I don't You run screaming from that one. <laughs> well, yeah, for, for, for starting fantasy. Yes. But for the overall outlook, I think that helps Cincinnati more in this one. Right. OK. Yeah. Um, Titans, Jags. This is Titans are in a tough spot here because. Every, they were the trendy team coming into the season, and there is a legit shot they could be zero and two out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, I mean this Jacksonville defense does. Um, you know, you and I have been on Jacksonville's defense for for the preseason, but you know, people are starting to realize that there's some playmakers here. But uh, you know, different tests, Mariota than um, than I would say. You know, Tom Savage for a couple quarters, we could pile up six sacks. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, the, the, there's still that, you know, risk that Mariota does not, you know, do much of the, you know, on the road, whatever you want to think about that. But and I don't know, it's just t- Titans have a better offensive line. They have, you know, decent weapons. I, I, I don't think this is going to be a big, scary game uh, for the Jacksonville defense again. Maybe they'll maybe they'll prove us wrong. But I think the outlook for this offense is much better. Right. But they're good. I mean, they're a good defense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're, they're much improved. They're, you know, one of those top 12 fantasy defenses you drafted and say, all right, they could make a leap. And, you know, it's a good start to that uh, all right. prophecy. All right. So last week we, we talked a lot in the preseason about how, you know, what, what the Titans target distribution would be. Mm-hmm. And looking at last week's, it, it's not, there's not clarity yet. There's not an alpha, let's say, but Corey Davis probably came a little faster than we thought. Yeah, I think so. I think they had to challenge a little bit more, you know, downfield because they were, you know, trailing or in a tighter game for most of it. They wanted to kind of test that Raider secondary. But yeah, um, Richard Matthews actually was on the field for for more snaps there. So, you know, that's something Matthews, I think it's still, you know, the stable one. But I think Davis is the is the big money play, you know, most of the time. So, you know, we'll see how this tar- the the. the this, the, the targets, uh, you know, are out again because there's always Delaney Walker again, and he got nine targets again yeah, last right. week. So, you know, he's always a wrench in the plan. You know, Eric Decker kind of looked like he didn't belong. He's kind of just there as like the not, – not the decoy, but just the guy to make Mariota's um, potential a little bit better instead of, you know, himself being kind of a studly player. Um, yeah. On the other side, I got to say one, one of the smarter things I said during the preseason was predicting Leonard Fournette for 300 carries. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is just, you know, that, that they're just going to get, especially now with Allen Robinson hurt, they are just going to give that guy the ball until he drops. No, I agree. Um, you know, he, he wasn't very efficient with his carries. He, he did just kind of scrape by a hundred yards there. Um, but you know, he's, 
they, they gave him a little, few targets there, here and there. So, uh, you know, three targets like, saying, you know, people, he's not going to be a, a receiving weapon. You know, if you get him in space and he gets a running, you know, gets like a head of steam ahead of him, that's, uh, you know, it's a guy in open space that you want to have as a weapon when you have a, a situation like this without Allen Robinson. So, yeah, I, I think I, I'm with you. I think Fournette's on a nice little track here as a rookie. Okay. Um, let's move on. Browns, Ravens. Um, I don't know. Long it's, sigh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like the Browns. I hate, I, I think, you know, I mean, we've talked about this, the, you know, they're, they're, they're just better. They're not good, but they're better. And last mm-hmm. week showed they're better, even without Miles Garrett, which, you know, that was too bad for them. Yeah. They're better, but this is a terrible spot for Kaiser. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's the Ravens, you know, it's a tough test, the aggressiveness. I mean, try, trying to, you know, trying to draw eyes off him from, you know, C.J. Mosley, the guy who's just, you know, becoming a star in these last few years. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a tough draw for sure. And then, you know, Corey Coleman is really kind of all you have in the passing game and not using Duke Johnson well. I mean, he was he was only used as a wide receiver last week, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, right. very interesting draw there for Hugh Jackson. I, Hugh Jackson's creative, but this is going to be this is going to be a challenge for him. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Britt didn't do much of anything. Except drop the ball. Except drop the ball. I know. Come on, Kenny Britt. (laughs) This is a pro Kenny Britt podcast, as I've said many times before. I I see the upside. I do. I do. But, you know. Yeah. Not not, not a good first outing. No. Um, So, Ravens, are are you in on the – are you on the Buck Allen train at all? Oh uh, yeah, I am. I, I I I stashed him before week one in one league. I'm very happy about that. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, Terrence West, you know, he fits the system well as a runner, but not really much as a receiver. And you know, Danny Woodhead's absence. You know, Allen had a you know was was a bit of a fancy name a few years ago, and I think there's something to that again. Um, you know, the Ravens wide receivers, Mike Wallace is all or nothing. Bashad Perriman really hasn't shown much, and you know, the tight ends are just going to rotate production. Allen's pretty stable in that role. So, yeah, I mean, you know, at least as a flex in PPR, I think I think he's go for launch there. Yeah, I've got him, I think, 32 at um, yeah. at, at running back, which is not great. PPR is probably better. Mm. Um, other side, back to the other side. Do you – where around where do you have Crowell in this matchup? Like what, what kind of uh, level is he at for you, a running back? Uh, uh, Bottom RB two, I guess. Me too. Um, I, that I still like the Browns' offensive line. I think there's a lot of talent up front there. It's just you know that they're, they're going to get these game scripts where they might not be able to use it. I mean, the Steelers they kind of should have used Crowell more. I thought even so. I don't know. It, this game, I think it's going to be fine. It's a little bit tougher to find room though because that that front seven is still nice for the Browns, for the Ravens. All right. Yeah, I've got Crowell at twenty uh, second at running back. Yeah, so, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So one more. Could you, could you, Flacco? Could you stream? Could you think about it? Yeah, I think about it, I guess. Um, you know, Jeff uh, Erickson from the site has him ranked, I believe, 23rd. Yeah, 23rd. It's kind of like the Crowell situation, you know. Not uh, The floor will be there for attempts, but yeah, I don't know. The, the Browns, you know, they, they made, you know, Big Ben look a little bit human because it was a road game this they're on the road this time against baltimore so i don't know that their, their cornerback play wasn't terrible for, for having given up joe hayden you know body calhoun uh, actually looks like a, a decent option there in his first week so yeah i i, I think it's a two quarterback you have to start flacco i'm not gonna get too excited about it all right i am 19th okay so it's i mean not great but any re- any reason for more optimism you know i don't or? know just because I, I i tend to think you know i wonder how much he's gonna i i think he'll I don't know what the reason is. <laughs> I really don't. You know what? You know what the reason is? Is because I don't like the other guys. Yeah. It's, it's because I looked and I said, 
I actually have Dak lower than him. Oh, that's it's a good week to, to to knock Dak down for sure. We'll get to more of that later. And you know, Stafford, I think, you know, we'll get to that later as well. Tough tough draws for some of these guys that had that had decent week ones. Yeah. I mean, Wentz doesn't have a great spot. Dalton, yeah. I mean, I know the Chief, the Chiefs defense, they're overrated with the turnover. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Well we'll get we'll get to that. All but. right. Um okay, Bill's Panthers. Uh so we we proved last week that Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey can coexist. Yeah. Um, and that they're gonna feed both of them to an extent. I mean, basically they were trying to force McCaffrey ball. And I know the, the Panthers probably ran a lot because they were winning by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I mean the passing game I and mean, the bills aren't good. So another, I mean, cupcake home matchup. It looks like for, for the Panthers. Um, yeah. Kelvin Benjamin, could you, 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 you interested? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, wide receiver three, at least I'm interested in, you know, that, that there's some accuracy issues with cam and that could probably hurt, you know, Benjamin's best, you know, Best attributes of, you know, downfield, you know, red zone in traffic type of type of throws that, that could really hurt that. But I don't know the, the Bills, you know, they, they're kind of superpowered because they just face the Jets. I think that this will be a, a much more dangerous test for them. And yeah, Be- Benjamin, you know, don't don't trust the statistical matchup here. You know, Benjamin's a, a good fantasy start. I mean, I think every relevant fantasy person on the Panthers is within the normal starting slots for you. Like I, I have. Yeah. Jonathan Stewart as running back 23. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's not a guy in the Panthers for me that sort of even flo- falls into flex territory at his position in this one. Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, uh, you're counting Olsen, Benjamin, McCaffrey, Stewart, Newton. Yeah. And then everybody else just kind of scraps as usual. So, right. yeah, for sure. Um, Bills, so uh, tough run defense. I mean, you're obviously starting shady, but I mean, that guy, is he just going to wear down at some point with all the work they're going to give him? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to trade him later this year in my dynasty league, depending on how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, you're not seeing much from the wide receivers right now, you know, and, and like you said, this cornerback matchup, we, we, we're going to keep touting the Panthers cornerbacks on this, uh, on this podcast and the defense overall, just because it, you know, they're, they're not sure they had another cupcake with the Niners, but I, I think there's more reality to the Panthers defense than the bills defense. I'm sure you agree with me there. Yes. And, so, um, uh, Tyrod in this one, I mean, if you think they're going to be playing from behind, which I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyrod, I, I don't know. He probably escapes me. He ran a decent amount last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the passing, it was okay. I mean, he's, I, I mean, he's not a recommended start by any means. But I think hey, we're still, I think before, it, let's say in the middle of July, I think we were all okay with Tyrod. In the middle of August, everybody started to panic. When they <laughs> traded Watkins and, and everybody thought, oh, he's going to be under center more. And it's a different kind of offense. And oh, no. Tyrod, I think. The, do you think the the floor that we that we thought we had last year, the floor still seems to be there? I think so. Just for just for if he adds like thirty or forty rushing yards alone, that that bolsters that. I, I think it could be a, a GPP play this week. You know, I don't I don't want to keep saying the word contrarian, but you know, he's definitely like a low ownership type of GPP play in DFS this week. I could see that. Okay, um, everybody. Speaking of daily fantasy, you've mm. tried it. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you play and you have fun and then, you know, you lose money. And it's no fun losing, right? I mean, I hate that. I hate when the Sharks beat me because I'm definitely not a Shark, Tim. I'll tell you that. You and I are guppies, Gu- I think. Total guppies. So, I, uh, I may be sla- – I'm like a guppy plus. 
I think. <laughs> I'm not a complete guppy, but I'm not too far away. So it's supposed to be fun, but if you lose, it's not fun. But Fanball has a whole new approach to daily fantasy sports. The Fanball number at Fanball.com. Here's the Fanball difference. Your Fanball number identifies your skill level and ensures that you play in contests against players at your skill level. If your Fanball number is 35, you're not going to be playing against experts rated in the 80s and 90s. They have their own contests. At Fanball.com, every player has a Fanball number and every contest has a Fanball number. So you can find a contest rated around that 35 and it'll have players just like you. They've leveled the playing field with the Fanball number at Fanball.com. It'll give you, it'll let you have more fun and a much better chance to win. Check it out, Fanball.com. All right. Next up, Pat Saints. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> There's a fantasy game right there. Stack, stack, stack. Yeah. Everybody, exactly. play everybody. <laughs> game stack, everybody possible. Chris Hogan. Is Amendola <laughs> playing? I don't know if Amendola's playing. Uh, he's knee and concussion. I would, I would guess no. All right. I mean, just James White, sure, fine. <laughs> not Burkhead, not Burkhead, sadly. But the, you know, this is the week to to take a chance on Burkhead because it's the Patriots, though. So, so Saints backfield. Mm. Are we? A- Adrian Peterson is still in a no go zone for me. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. You know, he he doesn't you know have the, any the explosiveness that, that Ingram and Kamara have, and you you saw that last week against the Vikings. You know, that revenge game was a funny narrative to to play there, but you know, Sean Payton wasn't having it. So, you know, right. this game's going to be the same, I think, you know, unless you want to say, oh, they'll keep Tom Brady off the field with Adrian Peterson. I, I don't see it. Um, I'm worried about Michael Thomas a little bit uh, more than anything, you know, because despite some busted coverage last week, I think uh, Gilmore is a good cornerback to stop him or even Butler at the same time. So, you know, Thomas, again, could be, a, you know, he's the, he could be the guy the Patriots choose to shut out. Right. Which is probably my idea. So, OK, so if they do, where are we going on, on, uh, on the Patriots passing game? I mean, Coleman. Fleener, what, what do we like? <laughs> I, I could see Fleener a bit more. Um, you know, the, the, you know, this, we saw Tommy Lee. Uh, was it Tommy Lee Lewis last week? Had that big catch. I think one um, announcer called him Tommy Lee Jones, but I'm not positive. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing! Like you know, like call him the fugitive or something like that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Fleener's the one I'm more interested in. He actually had a little decent game last week. Not not outstanding, but he did some good work there. I think he's back in the fantasy uh, realm for at least the next two games. While Willie Snead is still suspended, so yeah, I mean maybe more Kamara, maybe you know more Fleener. I think those are guys I would probably lean towards with, with the with the target upgrade. All right, so Kamara and or Fleener. I guess Gin, I guess Gin, but I don't know. I don't know that, about that. that. That's all or nothing. It again. just seems like a different kind of setup for him. I, I don't buy into this. And it's not like everybody in the world loves Ted Ginn. That's not what I mean. But I, I just don't know that the fit here is what people think it is. And by the way, I want to ask you something about this one. Yeah, um, sure. Nance and Romo are on this game. Yeah. What did you make of the Romo all calling <laughs> out all the he, – he, I'm going to tell you what I thought first. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine – as my, as I, I, I like Romo, and, and it sounds like he's doing a really good job. I love listening to that stuff. I think it's kind of a cool addition to TV coverage if he's going to do that. But I can't imagine that most NFL color guys can't do the same thing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. Maybe just because Romo's fresh off you know, NFL playbook study and all that and you know, reading defenses. I mean, I could see it being somewhat disruptive now that we're all pointing it out. And, you know, we're expecting him to do that, you know, most times now. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think there's a little bit more of a, a depth of 
analysis that we definitely weren't getting with his predecessor, yeah, <laughs> to say the fair. least. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, maybe because I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm a Romo apologist in a lot of ways, but I, I think it's a nice, fresh approach to things. I think Jim Nance is kind of letting, like, like sitting back, letting him do his thing. So I kind of like that dynamic there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope he doesn't do it. Start doing it like every drive or something like that. I, like crucial spots, you want to kind of get that insight, maybe. Right. I don't know. I, it just makes me wonder if other, if at certain points, other uh, color guys have been, have been kind of told to use economy of words and not do that kind of stuff. Right. But I don't maybe. know. It was interesting. But, but I, I am not, it's a, you know, we joke about you and me with the Giants and the Cowboys, but I'm not a Romo hater. I actually yeah. kind of like him. I always kind of hoped he'd, if he could do it for, if he could have won a Super Bowl with someone other than the Cowboys, I think it would have been great. <laughs> but, you know. I, I appreciate that sentiment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, cool. All right. Pat's side of this one. Yeah, we need to, we need to touch the Pats here. Um, so the backfield, I mean, Gillisley's got big, he's got big touchdown potential here, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, James White, I mentioned earlier. Do you think he gets a little busier, maybe? Well, I, I think White's the happy medium of inside running and, you know, doing his pass catching thing. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, you look at, you know, Dalvin Cook this past week. I don't want to keep, you know, doing the apple to apple comparison here, but the Saints run defense, you know, that, that's an easy one to, 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 to go down. So, uh, you know, he's kind of like the Dalvin Cook ish of this backfield. You know, if you want to look at that straight, straight mirroring of it, you know, he's he, he's the guy that can do, you know, he, do a little bit of both. So I, I still like James White as the, the top alternative to Gillisley as the other, you know, I guess the main between the tackles guy, but yeah, I think those are the two, those are the two you're comfortable starting each week and Burkhead, you know, he's the stash, but yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a good setup for, for white this week as well. All right. Receiving wise. Um, I think we're back on the Gronk train. I mean, basically everybody, any reason. So Gronk yeah. and cooks are elite plays. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, yeah. I, I think I'm going, I, I'm going down the, the Hogan road if I can. I like yeah. that. that I, I like him to kind of bounce back because people were so fired up before week one. And then it was, yeah, all right, sure. Yeah, tougher defense, tougher right. secondary, um, deeper secondary than this one for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think Hogan's a nice, you know, the, the nice counter play, especially if you're doing DFS. Hogan's the one where you can probably get the one on one coverage more out of him. So, yeah, I would, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in agreement with that for sure. Uh, Hogan is 5,600 on DraftKings, by the way. Yeah. So, all right. Um, is, that, is that profit laden, though? I, I, I haven't looked at the the, yeah. the the distribution. That is not a that is not a a low low price. Right there. Yeah, he is the let's see probably the twenty something receiver. Maybe I'm guessing. I think he's a top twenty actually. I think all the Saints, all, all the guys in that game are priced pretty high. And Cooks mm-hmm. is eighty two. Cooks is the third receiver. He's eighty two hundred. Yeah. Oh so, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's higher than Jordy, higher That's, than Amari Cooper, higher than yeah. Evans. Uh, it's a bit of a baseline that might be a little too rich for me, actually, salary-wise. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think but, Cooks is a little – as much as I think he's an elite play, he's also a bit of a boom-bust type compared to – I mean, compared to Mike Evans. Evans is a much more reliable yeah. option. Yeah, Cooks has the revenge game narrative, though. Narrative. I love the <laughs> Saints narrative. That's great. Um, all right, Colts-Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Colts. Oh, God. Should we care? <laughs> no, well, I, I, we have to care. No. I guess we have to care. Okay, so last week is in this game. Like, I actually think I can see a path to the Colts winning this game. Just because yeah. I, I tend to look and I look and I go, it's a home game. They're not going to go zero and sixteen. Who are they going to beat? Cardinals without David Johnson might be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see it. I mean, you argue that the, the the Arizona defense is still pretty good, and you know that secondary could shut these guys down pretty well. I don't know. I, 
I, I think that you know maybe maybe if they get Frank Gore going, I don't know. There's something to, something to that. Maybe maybe it's a big Jack Doyle game for tight ends tight end purposes. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough path I, I think to a victory. But yeah, you know the, the pass rush can actually do, do something with Carson Palmer. That offensive line is just pretty terrible. Right. Uh, so maybe they, if they if they start doing a little bit more blitzing, maybe that could actually be a you know a help there. But I don't know. I, I still think it's Arizona. But you're right. I think there's a bit more of a path than people think. All right. So for the Colts, we we really have no idea how a change from Tolzien to Jacoby Brissett would affect the receivers. Unfortunately, it might extend the plays a bit more. Okay. I guess just the mobile mobility factor there. Maybe that that that's another cause for Jack Doyle because uh, <laughs> might just lean on him a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's I, there's more upside. Kind of like the the Savage to Watson. There might be more upside just because the mobility alone there. So all right. Uh, um, yeah, Jack Doyle's, I don't know, he's he's sort of a mystery man here. The receivers, you don't want, even T.Y. Hilton, unfortunately, if you drafted T.Y. Hilton, you probably drafted him in the second round, or, or and, and now you don't even want to play him. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. He, he almost had to play him out of obligation just for that. Oh, maybe he'll maybe he'll spring one. He had a couple of nice catches as a mid-range guy last week, but, you know, it's going to be harder for him to turn those upfield in this in this setup. All right. Would you want to play Gore? I mean, you, you would think he's got to be busy, right? I think so. Um uh, you know, it wasn't much last week because you got, you know, Marlon Mack was involved heavily because it was a come from behind effort. But this might be a bit of a closer, closer spread here. So, you know, Gore might they might just ask him to sustain more drives this time if, if unless Arizona gets off to a hot start. I, it's possible. But, yeah, I, I think Gore's still an RB2 uh, either way, uh, you know, even just for, for the for the workload alone. I have him 25th. So pretty close to there. Mm-hmm. All um, right. The other side. So we talked about the backfield. If if the Colts defense is so decimated <laughs> and they don't have David Johnson is Carson Palmer. We would think Carson Palmer is going to throw a lot, right? Mm, I, I would guess so. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of quantity, I think more than quality, like you said, right. with, with this one, I, I, I guess this, if any, we got to play Palmer's gotta be this one. You know, I, I did say that there's a chance that this could be a closer game, but there's also the, the, the blow up that the Colts <laughs> defensive backfield has where they're just not gonna be able to stop anything so i don't know i mean you know john brown being i think he's he's, he's got a hamstring injury again if i'm not mistaken i don't know if that's just a precautionary listing but um you know that, that's a case where i would be like all right maybe it's not gonna be as good as i think and i just i, I just don't like carson palmer <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe i'm just being too much of an a, a anti-bias but I, he just he irritates me the way that you know that he, he he's got so much of, 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 a, of a low floor any right. week so. yeah um, so yeah, Brown missed practice Wednesday. We're not sure of the extent. Um, you would think he's going to pepper Fitz with targets. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, that's well, the and Fitz, Fitz the is yeah. on DraftKings. Fitz is the the eleventh receiver. So that's a pretty high. That's a high price. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when when you're talking about comparison to like a like a Cooks or an Amari Cooper, that's that's not a that's not a bad yeah. discount there actually. Right. I mean, you're, you're basically you're, you're you there, it, it doesn't look like a value. It doesn't look like an overpriced. It looks like it's about right. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Okay. Um, Eagles Chiefs. So, uh, how, how high do you have Kareem Hunt ranked? Uh, well, top ten for sure. I, I think I have him around fifth. I would right. say. I have eighth. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a tough test they got here. The Eagles yeah. are good. Oh, we, yeah. We talked about this. We think the Eagles might win the NFC East. Yes. So. <laughs> I, I'm in on that. Yeah, and. Um, you know, 
I guess Hun, I guess this this um, you know the linebackers of this this one are not not the best run stoppers. They're good you know on the edge and stuff like that. But I think that there's some some room for for Hunt to to you know not say repeat last week, but definitely have you know a twenty point fantasy week type of deal here right. combined. So you know. Um. Uh, on elsewhere on the Chiefs, so our Eagles are going to be without Ronald Darby, who got hurt last week. That's a tough loss for them. Yeah. Am I stubborn to still not believe in Tyreek? Well, I mean, you know, his touchdown against the Patriots was, you know, much of it was busted coverage. Yes. I mean, but he but he showed what he can do, uh, you know, in, in situations like like that, and you know, you hope he springs one. You don't expect, you know, you can't expect to, expecting guys with long touchdowns every week is not a good idea. I mean, he he has potential more than most to do it. I'll admit that. Um, but, you know, it was mostly mostly the running backs that did most of the damage last week. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, he, I don't think he even had that much involvement, if I'm not mistaken. He was probably the guy the Patriots took out more right. than anyone. He so. was. I mean, they actually they ran him once, didn't they? Or was it a pitch? Or he, he was it was um it was a pistol wildcatty right. type of thing. That's yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, Tyree. So Tyreek. Other than the big, the the, t- the long touchdown, which is a busted coverage, he was six for fifty-eight. And good, not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, PPR makes you think. All right, they're going to get him the ball, and like you said, yeah. he has the ability more than almost anyone to break a big one anytime he gets it. It's just that I I I, I like my receivers getting the ball downfield more. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I mean. I, he, I'm being stubborn. This, this guy's going to wind up with 1,500 yards of scrimmage. And I'm, yeah. in December, I'm going to be going, oh, I don't know. Maybe. Are you sure about Tyreek Hill? He, he ran some decent routes, too. Like, you, you know, he's, he's good intermediate, um, you know, precision a little bit more than I expected. So I'm like, I might be wrong about this one. But I don't know. I, I, I want to see a little bit more before I say, oh, he's an automatic one, you know, in fantasy. But, you know, the, and, and the Eagles, you know, the Eagles quarterbacks are, you know, they're, 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 they're going to have a little bit more, cre- you know, credit as the season goes along, I think. So I think this will be a big test. All right. On the Eagles side of things, we started talking about this earlier, how I said Wentz isn't in a great spot. But the Chiefs defense last year, because of all the turnovers, everybody looked at them. I I think the perception of them is greater than the reality. Is that do you think that's fair? Yeah, a little bit. And now that Eric Berry's out, I mean, you know, that's a huge loss. Um, you know, the, the Eagles offensive line, you know, Jason Peters wasn't the best I- in week one, but you know, that's a great offensive line still. I think w- if, if it's not just in Houston pass rushing, you know, D four, those guys, they're not, they're not going to be as big of an impact on Wentz. I think Wentz actually is going to surprise some people this week. I think he'll, he'll still be a, a QB one, like a top 12 type of guy. Oh, that's a, that's a, that, that's a bold pick right there. I think. I yeah, like I think it. so. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he. I mean, you know, I, I will say that you know his big play to Aguilar last week was definitely another another wacky yeah. broken play. But you know, I, I think Aguilar's. I think he's a guy on the rise. I, I think he's finally finding his footing as a slot guy. Torrey Smith always. You know, Torrey Smith came close to a couple of touchdowns last week too on he some did. of those deep balls. So I don't know. I think I think Smith and Aguilar. That, that's a nice little element here. We haven't even talked about Jeffrey. Zach Ertz played his part. You know, once that's a lot of guys around him to, to keep him afloat every week. Do you, do you think he? I mean, Ertz is a, Ertz is a lock if you own him. Je- he's he's our number one right now. Right, I think. Jeffrey is. I mean, how much do you want to see before? I mean, you're starting him if you have him because you probably drafted him in the third or fourth round or something. Yeah, just, another, another. You'd like to see something. Up. Marcus Peters though. Again, he, he had um. What he had Josh Norman for a lot of the time last week, not not every time, but now he has Marcus Peters probably going to, you know, at least cover him for most of it unless they move Jeffrey around. It depends on who they put on him. Yeah, let me see. Maybe they put Torrey Smith on like maybe they line up Torrey Smith with Peters if they can to kind of draw everybody away. Right. Because Peters doesn't Peters. move, right? Peters right. doesn't shadow, right? I don't think Peters shadows. So okay. I think if he's just 
have Smith, you know, distract him, decoy him downfield. Maybe stuff will happen over the middle for them. Um, all right. So the plays here, I'm going to go back to DraftKings here. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey is 5,700. Jeffrey, Jeffrey's a hundred dollars more than Chris Hogan to show how much the, the, the pricing is up for the Saints Pats game. Yeah, it's yeah. I, and Zach Ertz ain't cheap anymore. Everybody last week he was cheap and that's why everybody in the world owned him. Right. But he was chalk as chalk could be. Yes, yeah. he was. Okay, Viking Steelers. Um, <laughs> I like this game, man. It's yeah. gonna be interesting. This is this is where we see if the Vikings' offense is for real, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this you know, going from the Saints to this, that's gonna be an interesting test. Yeah. So, are we finally gonna stop underrating Adam Thielen? Is this because last year I joked with someone the other day that every week last year I go, "Oh wow, Adam Thielen had another good game," and then I do my rankings, I go, "Oh, he's forty fourth. <laughs> and it just keep happening. And, and this week I started. I went, no, I got to move Adam Thielen up. But I still only have him 27th. Well, you, you, you got to have a little bit of a calming down after the Saints, I think. I, I think I don't think it's bad for you to be that tempered with it. Um, you know, the, the Steelers, Steelers defense is you know going to be much stouter. I, but I think the movement from him to the slot and Dix to the outside is huge for this offense. Sam Bradford, either way, I think the downfield potential is much better now. Um, but you know, Adam Thielen, we talked about last year. We, I think I mentioned this twice in this podcast. He was second in, among wide receivers in yards per target last year. Mm-hmm. No one gave, gave credit to that. Bradford can go downfield when he wants to. And this, this show that, you know, now that he's got a year under his belt in this offense and he, he's so comfortable working with Pat Shermer. There's, there's, there's still a lot more that I think that they left on the table, uh, from last year and they week one, they kind of showed a preview of their upside. I think that was their ceiling probably for the year last week in, in offense, but there's, there's more reason to believe in this passing game than everyone thought, and I'm, I'm happy that it came through at least. <laughs> Where do you have Bradford ranked? Um, probably 20th, 21st maybe, something like that. See, but even, even then, I, I, even I had to be a little bit more cautious here. But okay. uh, I could see, see, see him passing that. I am 14th. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just because, I, again, it was more about the other guys. Yeah. You know, going, well, you know, Eli's lower and Stafford's actually lower for me. Right. So um, it's, it's probably won't be as good of a Dalvin Cook game. So maybe that's even more reason to fuel that. Um, are, are you all right? So the Vikings, pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Steelers are kind of a I mean, you got two obvious guys that you're starting every single game, no matter what. Right. Roethlisberger was drafted kind of on the fringes of QB one, QB two. Do you lean toward him or against him for this one? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's a home game. So maybe I'll go more for, uh, you know, the Vikings are tough, but the Steelers have some outs. Um, you know, I think Xavier Rhodes will be on Antonio Brown, but that might not matter because Brown is Brown. I think he'll at least get 10 PPR points. That's his floor every week. I think so. You know, maybe it's more of a Martavis Bryant game. If, if they can bust some safety coverage like that. And, you know, if they get Vance McDonald more involved or something there, Le'Veon Bell, you know, the Vikings aren't going to be in a, good places to stop bell out of the backfield if he's going to go on the passing game so i don't know it's the vikings are tough and roethlisberger probably doesn't have that much of a ceiling but i I still think he's a safe start all right yeah bryant's the one guy i can't figure in this game that's all it's a tough one all right and uh, are you not okay so should people buy into jesse james or not after week one (laughs) no i wouldn't (laughs) um you know as vance mcdonald gets more involved they'll share a little bit more and you know, it's touchdown heavy. You know, maybe 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 that's his game, but no, you're not you're not starting that. The the, the I, I don't think he was a target heavy guy last week. I think it was just mostly the 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 touchdowns. Let me let me double check that. 
He had uh, he had 54 snaps. I think that was more so. Oh, he had eight targets. Yeah. I think that I still think that's coming down. Okay, I think I, it's I, coming down too. And I think I think you're right. Vance McDonald's going to get more involved at some point. Um, all right, everybody. Week one's in the books, but it's not too late to. Get, in, get closer to the game you love with DraftKings One Week Fantasy Football. This Sunday, DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 Pick'em contest that's totally free to enter. Pick'em's the newest way to play One Week Fantasy Football, and drafting your team is faster than ever. DraftKings has organized players into eight tiers. All you have to do is select one player from each tier. You can choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends. DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you play against people of similar skill levels, and the best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. David Johnson owners, please listen to that last one. No commitment. You draft a new team right now. Get to DraftKings.com now and use promo code WIRE to play in DraftKings free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. That's promo code WIRE to compete for your share of $100,000 in total prizes. The contest is totally free to enter, so really, why wouldn't you check it out? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, the Bucks make their debut this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yay. And they're in a good <laughs> spot, too. Um, I, the Bears are not, as we talked last week, the Bears are not terrible, but the, sec- the secondary is not so good. Yeah, I mean, I love Austin Hooper. I love that stiff arms that he did. But yeah, that's getting to that spot with that big touchdown last week for the Falcons was swish. Yeah, <laughs> ugly, ugly. Um, this, this seems but, to me because of the way the Bears are built, this seems like a Jameis game. Yeah, I think so. I will add that they're getting they're probably getting a Mukamara back this week, I think. So that might help their secondary. I will check that. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a good Jameis game still. Um, now is it a Jameis game every Jameis game is an Evans game yeah what what else is it well it's probably a DJX game I can see that I mean I'll I'll throw him in as a wide receiver three to be like okay I'll take the chance he breaks one deep against Chicago you know as we saw you know deep plays seem to give them fits so any interest in Cameron Bray uh because of the Hooper thing directly translating um maybe uh, you know, people, there's, there's still the OJ Howard crowd, which I, you know, he might get some playing time because of his blocking as, as, as we've beaten the drum on this one preseason, you and I have kind of maybe disagreed on it a little bit, but I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I don't think the, the workload for Braids as big as people think it's going to be, you know, I'd, I'd probably rather start like, I'd rather, I'd probably rather take my chance on a Henry again than start Bray. Okay. Be, because, uh, just, just cause I, I, you know, I don't think there's gonna be much, uh, you know, going for, for either one of the tight ends, they'll kind of cannibalize each other a little bit. All right. And, uh, quiz Rogers, um, tough, mm. tough front seven for the bears. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're playing. I'm, I've got Jaquiz in, I mean, I just think he's going to be busy. I yeah. I'm 20th at running back. I think he's still a flex either way. All right. Just, just for, you know, Dirk Cutter loves him. I mean, he does. You know, it's just the, the, the back from their Falcons days. He's always been a fan of him. So, you know, you know, I think I think it's worth paying off to kind of you know back that for the for the first time. Okay. On the other side, uh, what do you make of the the Howard Tariq Cohen split? Um, I I think I, I don't think Cohen's going to get that many targets every week. I think he had twelve. Yeah. But um, no, he, he he's a he's a part of this offense. You know, he's like, who else the hell are they going to throw to? I know. <laughs> and and they played him in. A, I don't I don't have the snaps in front of me. They played him in the slot a little bit. He will, yeah, I don't, I don't have the, the, the breakdown of the actual snaps. He had 28 snaps. That's a pretty good workload for someone with his weaponry every week. I mean, that's a good flex in fantasy, PPR. Um, right. no, Jordan Howard dropped, I think, he had a big drop late in the game, if I'm not mistaken. And he did. Didn't look great. Um, I think there's more to Howard still. Um, you know, that was more of a game flow thing, I think. 
Uh, even though the, the, the Bears did keep it close for a little bit, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer still because that offensive line is still very good. And uh, the, if they can control the clock a bit more, Howard's the guy they want to go to. I don't think Cohen's – they're not going to trust Cohen with his size with, with that role. So maybe buy low on Howard if someone's kind of panicking. I okay. Think, but, yeah. on, on the other side – uh, sorry, not on, on the receiving side. You, yeah. you certainly don't want to start a Bears pass catcher. But if you were going to try to speculate and say, you know what, I want to grab one uh, of them to stash later to who might be the top Bears receiving target a week or two down the road. What would what would you do or would you just completely punt on it? I, I'm a little bit intrigued in Zach Miller if mm-hmm. you're looking for a tight end help. But you know what? I mean. Kendall Wright knows the system. That's the thing. I mean, you know, I had to work with the Titans with Doel, uh, Doel Logans, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit something there. I, I don't think it's gonna be great. I think it's PPR driven mostly because that's his game. But right. I, you know, if, he, if he's, I think he's the one that has the closest, uh, the closest possibility to approach ten targets per week. I'll okay. say that. Gotcha. All right. Um, let's move to Dolphins Chargers. Dolphins make their debut too. Uh, the Chargers, man, the Chargers almost pulled it out the other night. That was fun. <laughs> I, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good game. I was rooting for him. Um, yeah. At least when I watched the highlight the next day, because as we talked about, there was no way I was staying away <laughs> for that at all. Uh, well, me, me, me being the night owl, I, I watched it. it of course fun. you did. Yeah, yeah I, believe, I don't blame you. Um, so charge, So the, the, the Hunter Henry owners have to be pissed. I, right now. Oh, God. I lost a matchup by three points because of him. Because he got nothing, right? Yeah, he got jack. Nothing. What do we do here? I think he probably was used as a blocker because that's a great pass rush. That's what I think happened a lot of the time. And that great front seven, they needed him more to block. I should have probably thought of that more heading into the game. But, you know, Miami have a similar problem with, you know, with Cameron Wake a little bit, you know, and, and they got a little bit of pass rush there as well. I think there's a bit of a rebound here coming. I, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a, a for sure starter, but it, unless you have a, a really deep league, you, you probably didn't draft a backup for Henry. Yeah. And I, I don't want to break up my roster to, 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 to take that type of guy unless I really have an open space, I might just roll him out there again. I hate to say that, just for mostly for season-long preservation of my roster. I don't want to drop a running back or wide receiver that I like right now. So I don't know. It's tough. Probably going to be you know top twenty tight end, but just take you take the hope that he breaks one. I guess if you if you don't want to break your roster up. All right. If you if I said Tim, your life depends on the outcome of this. <laughs> if one Chargers tight end catches a touchdown against the Dolphins, who will it be? Uh, no, I'm going to say Gates. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it will, can, can you still handcuff Gates is the question, maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a ridiculous – I mean, the guy's 100 years old and Rivers keeps yeah. – whatever. Um, all right. So, I mean, Gordon, yeah, whatever. He's fine. Volume's there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's, he's still underwhelming, but the volume's yeah, there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the receivers, they, they got Travis Benjamin back in the mix, which is kind of uh, cool. I mean, on the deep balls, he's still fun to watch. Yeah. I liked that. It was, um, you know, Keenan Allen's not that guy. Tyrell Williams can be that guy, but he's, you know, he's a very efficient route runner. And Benjamin, you know, those three wide sets, he breaks loose. It's, you know, remember the, the, those, the, the, the times he did that with the Browns? You know, we were all on the, on the train and you know, the, you're not going to get the snaps this time probably in most cases, but still very fun when he does get the ball. So, All right. Um, uh, let's see. The other receivers, we kind of, I mean, Keenan Allen's going to get tons of targets. Tyrell Williams got plenty. What did he get? Seven, I think? Six or seven? Uh, let me look. Yeah, seven. Yeah, I mean, we like. Ty- I like Tyrell Williams. Hard I like, to like Tyrell. Tyrell might be the best overall receiver on that team. So, um, we, is is Rivers inside or outside of your top twelve? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I have. I, I I think I think he's there this okay. week. Um, I, I, I'll put him eleventh. I think the Dolphins bit of a 
blank slate compared to others because we haven't seen him in the regular season. Um, Ajay is an obvious play. Uh, the receivers, the, the, the wide receivers seem to be sort of in maybe, maybe not land. Is yeah. That, um, and what, what do you make? I mean, which one do you prefer? Um, it's fine because I think the Chargers quarterbacks are better than they are. They showed last week because the Broncos are a tough matchup for those. Those receivers are very skilled. Um, I, I'm going to say Landry here. I think Hayward can match up with Devontae Parker pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think Landry's going to get more of that, you know, the intermediate stuff like the Thomas and Sanders. They, they, they succeeded with last week. So, yeah, I think I'd rather go with Landry this week. All right. I, I actually not for season long, but maybe for DFS. I felt like some smart people that talked to me over the summer. Mm-hmm. Had we're in uh, the Kenny Stills as a sleeper camp. Mm, yeah, I could see that. I mean, DFS, I, I might take a. He's thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. I can see taking a shot at that one. That's a heck of a price, yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess you know going going more down the Chargers' defensive backfield ladder. I know if they have three wide, Stills could be in some nice matchups there. So I'll uh, I'll tip my cap to that notion for sure. Okay, um, Jets Raiders. Um, my, my assessment, uh, week one would suggest my, that my assessment of Marshawn Lynch might not have been on target. Mm, I, to some degree, I, they, 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 they kind of kept him a bit fresh early mm-hmm. and they wrote, they wrote him later on. So, you know, they, they still kind of want to, I guess, test him out in the, in the early weeks still, but he looked good. I, I think that there's. You know, there's a freshness, you know, that, that he offers to fantasy, I think, cause you know, he's, he's been out for a year, you know, people say, you know, it's tough to say that, oh, because a guy sat a year that he's going to be fresher, but he did. He looked pretty good his first time out. So, you know, will that last during the during the rest of the season? Maybe you sell him high if he looks good early. So, OK, um, he's there. Big touchdown upside this week. Yeah, I think so. Because you think they're going to score 30 on the Jets, probably. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, you know, Richardson, I think, might be a bigger loss than people realize for this front as well. Right. So I don't know. Um, on the outside, um, they threw to Cooper in the red zone. Seth Roberts got a touchdown. As of usual, course, of course. Um, <laughs> but they threw to Cooper in the red zone, which is an encouraging sign. But the, the less encouraging signs is that he drops <laughs> stuff, right? Which is annoying. Oh god! I mean, I, I'm rolling with. I, I am firmly on the Amari Cooper train right now. Oh, for sure. I right, like you know he could be a, a top five. Now, after last week, the way they used him, even though the results weren't great, mm. I'm looking. I'm going. All right. Top, I think top five wide receiver is a is a reasonable. Projection right now, over for the for the balance of the year. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm that's bold. I like it. That convinced me because we it was the main. We, I don't want to completely, but it's not like I'm vaulting a guy from twentieth to fifth. No, in one no. week. But after the first week, I went, wow, that was encouraging. Yeah, top me. twelve to five. You know, it's easier to to reach that. Right. I think so. Yeah, and, and these cornerbacks, I think it's a good week to for for them to pay off finally. So. Right. Is so, and, and, and why are we even talking? The, the disturbing, the one thing about the Jets we'll talk about <laughs> is um, the, the workload. I, I was on Team Powell, and Matt Forte is just not cooperating, or, or at least the Jets are not cooperating with Matt Forte. Yeah, uh, I, I guess that I guess they value the pass blocking. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't really like well, because Powell had six targets and Forte had five, so they're they're it's that yeah they're gonna yeah that's why I, that's why I only wanted to own them in best ball really. <laughs> right. Because um, oh, you never know. So is um, hang on one second. I'm checking news. The one thing I didn't look for. Yeah, is Safarian Jenkins playing this week? I believe he, I believe it's only a one week suspension. So yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. Jackpot. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh, um, no. I kind of like Jermaine Curse a little bit. Yeah, right. I don't know. He caught what seven passes? 
I believe so. And he's targeted nine times. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, someone says, I mean, it's not high. It's not high floor, folks, but he has slightly more downfield potential than most of the other ones. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, Redskins Rams. All right. So I think this is this is an interesting one. I, I feel like people this is the biggest week one overreaction. This game on both sides combined. Yep. I was just going to say, I think it's a prove your real self type of game for these teams. Right. Because the, the Redskins are not bad. They're kind they're OK. And maybe there's something to, you know, chemistry needing to build with Cousins and 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 Terrell Pryor. Yeah. But I mean, all of a sudden it's like, all right, I know Aaron Donald's coming back, but it's his first game back. But this this whole thing with all of a sudden everybody loves the Rams is just is a little silly. Oh, come on. Who, who did they beat last week? You I know. know. <laughs> I mean, I know they crushed them. People go, oh, hey, Jared Goff is, you know, he's playing great. And look at that defense. Oh, this week they're going to. And and they're favored by four and a half over the Redskins. Yeah, well, you know, home game, I guess you figure cross country has some factor into that, but it shouldn't be. Um, but the Redskins, you know, there, there's a little bit of I want to see more from this offense. You know, losing Sean McVay might wind up being a bigger deal than we think if, if this pattern continues here, too. All right. Um, are, you, are you are you looking to play Cousins if you have him? I I think I have him in a couple of places and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think he's I think he's still top ten. Um, you know, I I don't think our rankings on the side agree with that. I think you know they're a little bit down on him more so than anything. But yeah, I they're they're gonna they're gonna throw against the Rams. I think um, you know that that front's tough and Robert Kelly's nothing and Chris Thompson's something. Chris Thompson's so. something and P Ryan did nothing last week. Yeah, P. Ryan's not a guy that you play at this point in the fantasy season. He's a stash. Right. So. And you're still holding. I don't know how long you're holding, but you're holding. Because the, the idea with P. Ryan was that he was going to get the job eventually. So if you drafted right. him, don't get, like you said, don't get frustrated after one week or too frustrated. Uh, I, I dropped him in a 12-teamer, but it was that there were better opportunities there for Got the it. immediate future. I mean, uh, that, that's somewhere I could probably pick him up again in a few weeks. But, you know, it's it, anything deeper than that, you're like, no, you hold him. All right. So Jordan Reed. I think people are panicking a bit too much. And I know the news broke. I don't know. It was late in the week about he's dealing with a fractured toe. Yeah. Look, if Jordan Reed's on the field, Kirk Cousins is going to throw to him a lot. And that's it. That that's just what they do. I don't know how much the broken toe slowing him down. It didn't look like he's completely hobbling around the place. Right. So I just I, I, I feel like do you feel like people are getting got way too anxious as soon as they heard the fractured toe? It was just complete doom and gloom for Jordan Reed. I, I think so. I mean, you know, it's not not great to hear that, but I think it's something that you can play through. You know, NFL players, uh, they'll look at a toe and maybe, you know, say, all right, you know, turf toe, you, you get it. You know, sometimes that's, that's a big injury. But if, if they're deciding to play through it, it's not the terrible thing. I think this is a big bounce back read for him week for him, actually, because the, uh, the, the Rams and pass coverage and linebacker awful so i think there's gonna be a lot of mismatches for him all right other side um cooper cups everyone's favorite slot receiver now mm-hmm. that's nice cute and all that i mean he's gonna get the ball he's gonna yeah. goff goff seems to love him yeah uh gives him a, a nice mid-range option you got a lot of guys that are just kind of more downfield you know Tavon austin does his thing whatever sammy watkins now you know getting all the attention and he'll probably get josh norman this week so right that sucks but uh no i i had to watch cup to i guess truly appreciate the magic behind him uh i, I watch him in re- regular season uh uh you know test i guess but i don't know i think there's something to it ppr you know fifth receiver fourth receiver flex many weeks and this rams offensive line at the tackle spots look pretty good um 
Goff had a little bit more protection this time, I think. So, you know, again, it's the Colts, but I think there's something, you know, it's a better offensive line than we thought. So um, something there, too. But even though it's a better offensive line than we thought, and even I, though they played the Colts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Todd Gurley. I, I, I knew you were going to get there. <laughs> I mean, what, what I, I was completely in on last year. This it was not his fault. Not nope. He's going to be fine if they improve. All they need to do is improve uh, on the offensive line, and Todd Gurley's going to be fine. Yeah, I know it's only one game, but <laughs> well, I if you drafted much, him in the second round, you've got to be nervous. I drafted him in the third round of the best ball, so I kind of figured this would happen up and down. Um, but I mean, even even though I like Gurley as like a top twelve running back type of thing, you know he's relying on big plays. If right. he doesn't break a big play, it's not a great week for him. So, I don't know. This is not a not the best matchup for that. But I don't know. I think the the the, the, Philly, the Eagles didn't. Sorry, I said Phillies. I'm still in baseball mode. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the the Eagles didn't test the Redskins much with the run last week. They just kind of you know they they, they really didn't pester them much. I think that Gurley could do better with that. I think he's still a top fifteen running back this week, just for the workload alone. But. Yeah, it's a very feast or famine approach he has. You know, the rookie year was all big runs, and I think he, he's still got to find a way to really, you know, pick his spots a bit better when he's not doing that. So, yeah, volume will be there, but you need, but you got to hope he scores a touchdown. You got to hope is right. All right, everybody, uh, raise your Tim. I always say, raise your hand if you've won less than you thought at daily fantasy football. Um, raising, raising, raising both my arms and and two of my legs, maybe. Right, <laughs> uh, it, it can be a losing proposition to enter a high stakes contest with with very skilled people who enter lots and lots of entries. But if you're tired of losing to daily fantasy football, check out Let's Rumble in the Apple App Store. Let's Rumble, which is Rumble without an E at the end, matches you with players of the same skill level, giving you a fair chance every time. You can play head to head for your best chance of winning, or group up to play multiple rivals for a bigger payout. Rank in the weekly leaderboards to win free cash prizes. You heard that right, free cash prizes awarded every week. All you have to do is play the game. You'll be entered in the leaderboards, and your highest score will determine your spot that week. Download Let's Rumble in the Apple App Store now and get a free $5 bonus with your deposit. That's Let's Rumble without any at the end. Let's Rumble in the Apple App Store. All right, your Cowboys go to Denver. Mm, it's a tough um, one. I'm, I am not trying to be a Cowboy hater. You, um, you, don't, you don't have to try. It's just natural. And it is natural. But when I say this <laughs> – um, I thought there. I I'm not. Last week did nothing to convince me that their defense was good. No, that was mostly Giants last week. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're playing some powerhouse this week. Uh, the Broncos it's, are not it's bad. Better. They're better. They're, oh yeah, they're better. Everyone's better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Trevor Simeon looked solid on the run last week. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. There, there might be. He might be one of those guys that might be a riser on that low tier of quarterbacks. Who um, ever thought this with Trevor Simeon? Good game manager. Um, you know, didn't do too much. Didn't have to. Sanders and Thomas are great after the catch. Just get them the ball. Good collection of tight ends, if not one standout for fantasy. You know, and Charles and Anderson were effective. They were okay. You know, there's there's something there. I think to this Denver offense that people kind of, you know, underestimated. Benny Fowler, you know. Two touchdowns, whatever, don't count on that. But at least it's a third option that to take people away from Thomas and Sanders, maybe. Um, C.J. Anderson owner's pretty happy after we Yeah, end. Yeah, for sure. 20 carries. Um, the receivers, they kind of are what they are with Simeon. They're, they're not elite, but they're right. productive. Right. Um, the Cowboys, 
the, the Broncos better against the pass. You, you would think this is this sets up as another reasonably solid week for Zeke, which which for Zeke yeah. means, you know, probably 100 yards. Right. Yeah. Only, only 100 for Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> only. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, tough, tough, tough two draws for Des here, man. It's, uh, you know, first Jenkins, you know, who's, he was in his face most of last week. And now we got Harris and Tlaib, you know, alternating basically. So, yeah, might be might be a cool busy week. So who do they have next week? Cowboys Dallas I, I I actually should know that but <laughs> I, I will find it for you I know the Yankees schedule more than the Cowboys schedule this time of year <laughs> to be honest go. so I like that um, um they have the Cardinals oh my goodness yeah that's just a bad so many bad cornerback draws all right so after Uh-oh. that if you think they're gonna if if Des stays healthy and you think they're gonna go back to him this year after the first three weeks Des could yeah. be a pretty nice buy low option except for those two Josh Norman matchups left but yeah. um but I, I think he, I think he's okay against Norman compared to other ones. I think Talib is too much of a physical beast, you know, to, to you know for him to, to really conquer. I guess. Right. Norman can be, but I don't know. There, there's some flaws in Norman's game. I think he can expose. But yeah, it's for the rest of that time. Des could be a beast, though. Right after the next three games, after the Arizona game, it's Rams at home, Packers at home, and at 49ers. That sounds pretty good. So keep keep Des as soon as week three ends. Everybody check yeah. De- if Des has not broken out. I, that might be the time to strike. Or maybe you take the week three hit, get him before that. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Um, all right, 49ers, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks backfield. Eddie, if you own Eddie Lacer, are you cutting him? Uh, he's buried if not cut. <laughs> right. Um, you know, the, 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 the Packers front's good. The, Seattle, the Seahawks line is terrible. Hey, Lacey needs a great line in front of him to really be good. Okay. So – so the, re- right. the rest of the guys, let, let's leave precise. Let's keep them as in the third down bin right now. Right. Exactly. The other two, I feel like people are rushing to to identify Thomas Rawls as the lead guy and dismissing Chris Carson too quickly. I think you're right. I don't like either one of them too much, but I think it's they're both in the mix. Um, you know. Pete Carroll saying, you know, he wants to see if Carson will be able to earn a larger role is interesting. Kind of like that. Maybe that's just coach speak to get, you know, competition going, that sort of thing. You know, Carson's not – I don't think he's got a terrible makeup. You know, maybe maybe runs a little, little too tall sometimes. But, you know, good good size for a feature back type, six, six foot, 218. Not bad. Um, do I think he's yards beyond roles? I don't think so. I think I might be higher on roles than some people. Most people are actually. I think he's a very efficient back if his offensive line can work. I, I just think the offensive line just lowers everybody's ceiling, unless um, except Prosize if they actually use him because he's he has that ability in space. So. Right. Um, do you think the passing game bounces back? I mean, it's a much easier opponent. I, I think people yeah. were a little shocked by how they played against the Packers because the Packers have a rep for being good against the run, but not so great against the pass, and the Seahawks still didn't get anything done. Right. Well, that that was that was pressure. Wilson was you know scrambling to stay alive. Most of the time. And, you know, Doug Baldwin's a guy he looks for in those situations. They, they, they played Graham pretty well. I was kind of surprised about that. But uh, I think Paul Richardson has a nice little uh, interesting breakout week against the Niners. Cupcake. Uh, I like Paul Richardson. That's a, that's a DFS right there, too. I yes. want to see his guys. I actually had him uh, last week in DFS, which I was pretty happy about. 4,200 on DraftKings. So Still pretty good. The price is up. I think yeah. he was 33 last week or 37 or something. Yeah. Um, all right. Other side. I mean, the only. Jesus. You're not playing Hoyer, even as a, you know, some weeks you stream <laughs> Hoyer. This ain't one of them. No. Um, Hyde. I've got Hyde at RB21. Yeah. Um, they threw to him a lot late 
against the Panthers. So that's a promising yes. development. Um, Garcon, yeah. no, maybe. Uh, if he could stay, if he could stay away from Sherman, then yeah, I think so. Thirtieth like um, at wide receiver. Yeah, I was gonna say wide receiver three, PPR, non PPR. You kind of have to go. All right, maybe I'll bench him this week. Right, I think Marquise Marquise Goodwin, another you know like a Richardson dice roll. You I know, think. Marquise Goodwin got literally hit in the numbers. I know. Oh my gosh! I mean, uh, for all, for all the yapping I've done about James Bradbury, Goodwin just he just beat him. I mean, they, he's just too fast. <laughs> he's uh, he's ridiculous. I think it's a good long term investor for the Niners for sure. But I think he's 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 a good guy to 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 see what you can get at this point. If he was fast with good hands, he wouldn't be Marquise Goodwin. So you know, if, huh? if he if he was so fast, and he caught everything. He'd be fantastic. So he's Darius Hayward Bay, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Most fun game of the weekend. I don't know if it. I, I think it's probably Packers Falcons rather than Pat Saints because the Saints aren't very good. Yeah, there, there's there's two solid defenses in this one. Right. I mean, every everybody's a, who's who's not an elite play here. Tevin Coleman's not an elite play, but Maybe. he's he's a play. <laughs> he's a play. Yeah. He's, he's actually I'm 27th running back. Yeah. Which is low. Uh, that's that's it's that it's that hovering of flex tier for him. You know, it's it makes sense. Okay, um, yeah. Mohamed Sanu actually caught some passes last week. He did. Not bad. I mean, he, he's another one. You know, he, his ceiling's not huge, but I mean, six for forty-seven. He's you know, solid yeah. PPR. He's solid. Yeah, PPR. Yeah, and you know, you what what you will say about you know the Falcons have a better offensive line than the Seahawks do, so I think there's a lot more time for places to develop for Atlanta this week. So. Um, other side Packers, the, I think the encouraging one was Randall Cobb. Yeah, that, that was a nice, uh, nice, nice to see there. He slipped, slipped through the, the, the depths of that Seahawks defense. And, uh, yeah, you know, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll be used as much this week. I don't know. It's just, um, uh, cause you know, he's still got Adams working there and I think Adams will have an easier time finding space. Okay. So. I mean, Jordy's an elite play. I mean, Ty Montgomery, certainly I have Ty Montgomery, I think fifth uh, at running back. There we go. Right. Yes, t- talk about not week one confirmation bias, but I'm very happy with what I saw at Montgomery. So. Oh, you should. I mean, but, well, but what, what we saw was the playing time. Yeah. And I mean, that's what we were all skeptical about. But th- that was a good week for it because it was going to be all passing downs against the Seahawks. They were going to – they couldn't like, keep it close with Williams. They needed Montgomery with his ability in the passing game right. against the team. So, you know, maybe that evens out a bit more, but I still think Montgomery's, you know, as long as you get the pass blocking down, that, that it's his to lose. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I like Williams as a running back, but I think it's people were too quick to speculate. Right. But, but 24 touches. Holy moly. That's yeah. fan, great. That's you, you are so excited if you're a Ty Montgomery owner. Uh huh. Absolutely. Um, and Monday, Lions, Giants. Ecstasy. Hmm. <laughs> To agony. <laughs> Beckham, it, people seem to be optimistic about Beckham. Uh, Unfortunately, it's a Monday night game, and just like last week, you're running into that whole issue. And you have much fewer options as a backup. Yeah, this time. Babytron, you can get him. You can. Uh, well, yeah. If if you got lucky, I would start Galloway for sure. Galladay, I mean, I don't say Galloway. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's another tough one. Do you have do you have like Sterling Shepard? Maybe you handcuff that. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's not a good setup. You, it's do all you can to put Beckham in as your flex. Maybe if you have another flex guy on Monday night, but yeah, it's, it's not, not, not a pretty situation again. All right. Um, so the other the, the couple of things about the giants, mm-hmm. the Paul Perkins era doesn't, is not going well. It's only one week though. The last, <sighs> yeah, the, the last month of last year, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was. I'm with you. I'm a Paul Perkins guy. And the line still. was, the line's the same for all the, for all the belly aching. I know I'm doing about the giants. If Beckham's back, it's basically the same team as last year. And they were eleven and five. 
with, with Ingram, but whatever, tight end, role, right? Whatever. And yeah. Marshall, who apparently people who looked at the tape said he got open, and unfortunately, yeah. Eli, Eli was probably checking down after point eight seconds on replay. For a bad Cowboys pass rush, that's a good sign. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, another I, bad offense. So I don't know if, if Beckham doesn't play I again. Mean, I don't know how they score, but yeah, I don't know. It's just they got to get Perkins in the passing a bit more. I know that that's Vereen's territory, but Perkins could do much more after the catch. I think at this point. I mean, you know, if you can't hand it off, just, you know, just do a swing to, to Perkins. I think there's there's so much they're leaving on the table with him. Uh, yep. I um, mean, it's it, it's it's annoying. <laughs> all right. So if you are a Brandon Marshall owner mm-hmm. and Beckham doesn't play, Ugh. are you starting? Are you looking to start Brandon Marshall? <sighs> Marshall's a guy that needs Beckham to play to be good. He needs one on one at this point in his career. And if, he, if Beckham's not playing, he's going to get Darius Slay probably most of the time. That's right. not good. That's not I mean, good. I mean, maybe Shepard gets slay if they if they move Marshall around, but I, I don't know. Beckham, like I said, like we saw last week, Beckham being out just kills everyone in yeah. this offense. All right. If okay, if Beckham does play, are you looking to start Brandon Marshall? I'm more excited about it. Wide receiver three, yeah, I could see it. Okay. Um, other side, we talked about Kenny Gale. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty eh. interesting. Yeah, interesting, but too much too soon, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it got tempered a little bit, you know. But even though this week, though, Golden Tate probably going to have uh, DRC on him. And Galladay might have Janoris Jenkins on him, though. So Yeah. Okay. Depends on if he shadows. I don't know. Um, but, other side, do you want any part of Amir Abdullah against the Giants defense? I th- well, this week I'm more excited than, than last week. I mean, you know, I don't want to I don't want to equate uh, – uh, Abdullah to Elliott by any means, but I think that the the Giants do have that great defensive line. But you know, against the run, they weren't that great last week. Now is this? It's not again. It's not a setup that I lo- love. But if I'm throwing in a, Abdullah as a flex, I wouldn't be too too afraid to do it this week because I think there's a little bit more room than he had against Arizona. See, so. I think I felt like the Giants gave up those yards to Zeke because they wore down. Because Maybe they were just constantly on the field, and and it was just it was awful. That's so, true. I don't That's know. A good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like Abdullah. I, I still love Theo Riddick, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not over the moon over Abdullah's potential. I just think that maybe there's a little bit more room this week if, if they actually give him like 10 to 15 touches to do something. Right. Okay. Um, that's it for the games. Everybody, listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Check it out now. Rotowire.com slash pod. Tim, uh, what else you got going on? Um, you know, I, I actually have a radio appearance with uh, ESPN New Orleans this afternoon at around 3.30 Eastern. So if you guys want to catch that, you can you can listen live on the link on the website. Um, you know, we're going to have some video chats going this week. Um, tonight, uh, John McKechnie, you know, one of our other great analysts, will yep. be doing a Thursday night football chat. We're trying to do those every week on Facebook Live. Um, I'll be doing another Facebook Live on Sunday right before lineup lock. You know, I, I'm, I'm, try- I'm working on the working title, uh, Down to the Wire. Nice. I like <laughs> it. There you gotta go. Love, gotta love pun work at Rotowire. Um <laughs> You know, and, you know, we're trying to get more of that stuff involved, maybe some more things on Periscope in the future with that as well. Um, you know, w- w- most of the time I'm actually going got, – got baseball work right now more than anything. And uh, when October comes, you're going to see more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw more football stuff down on the website. So, uh, yeah, you know, just, you know, running out the clock in that in that sport and waiting for this one to really go full for me. But not till the Yankees are out. We got to stay engaged, you and me. So. Oh, oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we'll – you know, I want to I want to go to the wild card game if they host it at in the Bronx. So Ooh, that sounds maybe, nice. Maybe I'll uh, you know I'll t- I'll tweet some photos from there. But yeah, no, you're right. The Yankees are still still in play either way. So 
All right, everyone, if you like this podcast, as always, please leave us a review or a rating. We'd appreciate that. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fanball. Fanball. Sorry, Fanball. Our next episode will be coming on Friday, late Friday afternoon. Derek Van Riper and I are going to kind of put a bow on the week and get you ready for week two. So please check it out. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.